Welcome back another brand new episode Nothing Important Podcast. Your host, you know my motherfucking name. Say my name, say my name whenever I'm around you. Na, 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 na. That's kind of gay if you do. Don't say my fucking name. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm here. I'm chilling. Doing my motherfucking thing. Been a long day, been a long couple days. If you don't know now, you motherfucking know. This is a little breaking news alert. If you don't turn your motherfucking TV on and put the news on and see what the fuck is going on in America, America, there's a break outbreak of the norovirus, which is like norovirus, norovirus. I don't, I don't fuck. I'm 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 retarded, but um, it is a new strain of stomach flu that children are getting. Mostly children are getting it. I'm going to thank the mass media. I want to shake that the the collective hand of the mass media for not fear-mongering us with this one. They're just keeping it a fucking buck. It's annoying. It is annoying. I think the worst symptom is not the diarrhea or the vomit for the children. It's the migraine that the parents have cleaning up all that fucking puke. That is a little annoying. But they're keeping it a buck on TV. They're being honest. They're saying, yo... This is a new virus. It's a new strain. It's fucking up the little kids' stomachs all over the country, but you'll be all right. You don't got to take another vaccination. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know? If it was last year, the year before that, when we was in the fucking whirling dervish, when we was in the vortex, when we, we was in the motherfucking spin cycle at the laundromat at three in the morning, that's what the, the last three years felt like. When we was in the eye of that storm, any opportunity to tell people to get fucking vaccinated. <laughs> They would do it. They would do it. You know? But, uh, yeah, my daughter caught that shit. And it's been a little headache. She's pukey pukey. She's okay. She's getting a little older. That's the beautiful thing. I'm, like, getting beyond that initial terrifying, horrible fear that you have as a new parent. When you have a little baby and the baby has a cough or they just look funny, (laughs) or they're sleeping too quiet, you get terrified. Especially if you're a new parent, because you don't want to fuck up and kill your baby. (laughs) That's a big no-no. That's that's something you don't want to do. And I'm getting over that just because my daughter is, she's big. She's 19 months. She's healthy. She's strong. She's puking like a motherfucking anorexic. She's puking like a, a bulimic. She's throwing up like her daddy did when he was 21 years old. And was out in them streets drinking whatever the fuck he could find. You know what I mean? But she's strong. And she's older. And I don't have that irrational fear anymore. As a precaution, just because we, we were trying to be uh, decent parents, uh, we took her to the hospital yesterday night. And that's when we found out. I didn't know. I wasn't up on the motherfucking news. I might have judged you a moment ago and told you you're supposed to know what's going on. But I didn't know. As a daddy. You know? That's what I call myself around the house. I wear a, a crown and I call myself Captain Daddy. I actually wear a captain hat and a crown on top of that. And I call myself Captain Daddy, you know? So I look like a fucking crazy homeless person in my home. And what can you do? We took her to the hospital yesterday and it was packed. It was packed. And it was... <laughs> it was one of the first times, like, I realized what the pandemic did to me little backstory. I grew up in New York City. You already fucking knew that. You could tell. I got the swag. I got got the juice, baby. I'm from Harlem. I got the juice. And growing up in New York City, 
I wasn't scared of influenza. I was not scared of a global pandemic. These were not concepts that were that were yet formed into a metaphoric boogeyman in my fucking closet. I was not scared of these things. When somebody sneezed, I didn't bat an eye in New York City because in New York City, every mode of transit, every day of your fucking life, if you're not if you're not fucking with a car, which most of us wasn't, public transportation, you packed like sardines in a goddamn can. You got people with all types of everything. I wasn't worried about the nigga that was sneezing. There's a homeless man taking a shit in the corner. You understand what I'm saying? There's levels to this shit. So, you know, that was me and my upbringing. And that vastly changed. I didn't even notice that I had changed. It wasn't because I moved out the motherfucking city. It's because of the pandemic. Because this is the first time I was around that just condensed area with a whole bunch of sick people. I could think back years ago when I was living in New York City in a packed train car and it would be it would be flu season. Everybody's fucking sneezing. Nobody got no goddamn mask. It was the past. That's what we did. How ignorant. Everybody was sick and I didn't give a fuck. And this is the first time I had like a real physical reaction. Like <laughs> I walked into that place. I was like, God damn it. What the fuck is going on here? Like, you know, I was judging people's children, even though my daughter was sick as well. I was like giving dirty looks to kids. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm just being honest. After the last three years, and when you have a child and you fall in love with that child, maybe you can fucking understand. It's survival of the fittest. It is survival of the motherfucking fittest. Don't put your nasty little germs on my child. Even though she's sick with the same fucking thing, it's irrational, but I have it. It's called love. So we're in the fucking hospital, and... um yeah, we left because it was fucking, it was going to be a nine hour wait. Um, but I, I had, you know, logic, logic overpowered. You know what I'm saying? The emotion reaction, paranoia being a first time parent, yada, 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 yada. I was there. I talked to the nurse. I just asked a couple questions. I was like, how long has this been happening? She was like, since school started back, we've been seeing uh, just a natural rise in children coming to the emergency room for sickness, for illness happens every year. There's a new strain. There's a new virus that's out. It's actually around the country, Atlanta in particular. They're having the worst outbreak. And I was like, oh, so this is a little stomach flu. I was like, what's the worst case you've seen? She was like, the worst case that we've seen deals with dehydration. This is not anything that's going to kill your child. You don't got to fucking go worry. Don't go on the you know, rabbit hole, Google research, thinking your kid has this, that, and the third. Um, just... You know, take a number and go sit the fuck down. She said that in nicer words, but her tone was like, I, I just, I, I've said this too many times today. And so, you know, I made the call. We were sitting there. I was like, listen, she stopped throwing up. She's sleepy. Let's take her home. She's still been vomiting, but she's recovering. You know, she's doing all the things that she has to do. And um, that's, a, that's a great thing. I feel liberated from a fear. Let's turn it into motivation. I just gave you a little story time. Let's pivot that. How can we extract value? From everyday events, from Captain Daddy giving you a fucking story about his daughter being sick. How are we going to extract value from that? I'll tell you. Think about this. Until you face a fear, until you face a fear, it will forever haunt you. It will be a ghost. It will be a boogeyman. It will be a demon. I don't know your religious or mythological beliefs. <laughs> I don't know what you, what, what you like to scare yourself with at three in the morning. But until you face that thing that gives you the, <laughs> the heebie-jeebies, hairs on the back of your neck stand up, goosebumps, 
Remember those books? It's not just about the fucking title of a book. You get goosebumps when you get scared. Boo, bitch. Until you face those things, they will forever be a ghost metaphorically in your life. And, you know, you're forced to face that fear. When you're a new parent, there's no option. I mean, you could go abandon your child like my daddy did. Maybe that's why he left. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't a lazy asshole. Maybe, you know, he did love us and he just was scared that we were going to get sick and die and didn't want to face that fear. You know, let's just tell myself that's what happened. But I don't think that's what happened Um, with me, though. I love my child. I'm present. And you have to face that fear. And there's nothing like that fear. In the first year of having a child, it is terrifying, yo. It's fucking terrifying. But I feel liberation. I'm over that hump. I can be logical and it's overriding the emotion because I've been through this multiple times. And as well, I'm looking at a little person now. 19 months, my daughter's in 98th percentile in height. I don't know where she's getting it from. I'm 5'11". My girl's like 5'3", maybe. We're not that tall. My daddy was tall. Maybe it's the skip a generation thing, but my daughter's in 98th percentile. She's taller than most boys her age. She's a big-ass baby. (laughs) I got a big old fucking baby. And... um, yeah, I can't look at her and be illogical and super emotional. I realize, like, this is going to happen. She's going to puke. She's going to get sick. And the smartest thing for me to do is to learn how to be emotionally stable at times that are delicate, that they touch my sensitivities. And that would be my advice for you, ladies and gentlemen. That was my story. The value here, face your motherfucking fears. And you will find strength behind those fears. You will learn to develop ways to stay stoic, even keel, never too high, never too motherfucking low in the eye of the storm. And there ain't no storm like being scared about your child. You should motherfucking know that. You should know it. You should know it. See, you know, we could do it all. We could do the story time. We could do the motivation. What else do I fucking do? I make jokey wokies. I make wokey jokies. Talk about a wokey joke. A woke joke? Is LGBTQ, ABCDEFG, is that woke? Are they part of that movement? Uh, (laughs) My boy sent me some shit about Dwayne Wade. I love Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade should be brought up in conversation uh, as an individual to be remembered for his contributions to what I consider an art form. The game of basketball. How he's helped his community, his hometown, Chicago, Illinois. How he has transformed his role from athlete into broadcaster. All these things. All these things that he's, he's done in his career. That's what should come up in conversation when you speak about a successful individual like Dwayne Wade. Right? Um, not what's going on right now. Dwayne Wade is in the news for a different reason. Motherfucking baby mama drama. Baby mama drama. Because <laughs> that's what we do in this country. You know, you can never be successful enough. You can never contribute enough. You can never work hard enough to escape the, the mob. Those motherfuckers that when Frankenstein was created, Frankenstein didn't ask to be created. He didn't ask for, for some crazy motherfucker to go and take him to the top of a tower and screw together a whole bunch of dead body parts. He didn't ask for that. But it happened, and they when they hit the electricity, and that motherfucker woke up, and he was like, ouch. <laughs> Everybody thought he was a scary monster. The nigga was like, ow. 
you just fucking electrocuted me to life, nigga. And that shit hurt. And what happened naturally in humanity, we're seeing it right now. The mob comes. The mob comes and they got their pitchforks and they got their motherfucking torches and they ready to light Frankenstein's ass on fire. And in this situation, like I was saying, if we were a humane, emotionally mature society, we would look at Dwayne Wade and be like, yo, that man got a family and he's doing his motherfucking thing. Let's stay out of his goddamn business. But the mob is here to inspect the comments of his baby mama. You know, <laughs> before I talk about what this bitch did, what does she do? Before I talk about what she did, what she said, what does she do for a living? I think that has to be talked about. In the headline, there has to be asterisks. She's just a baby mama. If that's what she, all she does. <laughs> you got you to gotta give me some context before you try to sell me this shit because it's irresponsible. I'm pretty sure a lot of people won't click on that motherfucking article like my dumbass did. I'll tell you the headline in a moment. Stick with me. But you won't click get into the clickbait if there's an asterisk under it that says, by the way, she's an unemployed baby mama. But that's keeping it a buck for a lot of these women that's doing this. She goes on there and um, I don't think she says anything heinous this time. I remember she was doing some embarrassing shit in the past where she was like sitting in public. It looked like how the climate change protesters act <laughs> those temper tantrums she didn't she didn't go as hard as they do she wasn't throwing you know mashed potatoes on the mona lisa or whatever the fuck them niggas is doing right defacing artwork and uh you know private property she didn't do that but she sat in a train station somewhere with a sign with a cardboard sign like she was homeless talking shit about Dwayne wade i was like that is highly embarrassing for <laughs> for a very successful Dwayne wade Coming out the motherfucking hood, that is a motherfucker to haunt you right there. Uh, your baby mom just sitting on the ground like she's homeless. Like, come on, son. We know how the laws work. Bitch, you ain't broke. He making a lot of money. You getting some of it. I don't care if it's a small percentage of what he got. A small percentage of what he got is a lot for your ass. She, she started with that years ago. I remember that. And then recently, she comes out in an article kind of condemning Dwayne Wade on his decision to okay uh, his now daughter, um, previous son, Z uh, what was his name? Zion or Zion or Zaire? I, I think it's Zion. Zion is a transgender young lady uh, who was previously a boy. Obviously, that's fucking implied a transgender. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I get confused with this shit. So I, this, is, this is really me just trying to understand what's going on. So... He has a son. The son decides to be a girl. And I guess the, the child is under 18 years old. And Dwayne Wade is going to okay, I want to say, a sex transformation. Let me get this right, ladies and gentlemen. I should have motherfucking read this out loud to you motherfuckers. Shouldn't I have? You know, should I be prepared? Maybe. Let's see. This is my boy on Instagram sent me this shit. I want to get it right. I want to get it right like... Like, Zaire want to get it tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Zion want to get his, his his dick hole cut off into a tight pussy. He want to get it tight. I want to get this right. Dwayne Wade's ex says he is exploiting, okay, their transgender daughter, Zaya. So, this is Zion transitioning to Zaya, um, 15 years old. And the baby moms is saying that Dwayne Wade is exploiting the transgender daughter for financial gain. 
and the child, the child's mother begs the court to force her to wait until 18 before legally changing sex. Now, uh, let me read a little bit more before I give my opinion, because I already got an immediate opinion. But Dwayne Wade's ex-wife was accusing him of exploiting their 15-year-old transgender daughter for financial gain and is begging a court to intervene to stop her from changing her name and gender on her birth certificate. That is what I suspected. And then I would say this is baby mom's drama. I got my own fucking opinions. I have my own opinions on uh, what should legally be allowed for a 15, 16, 17 year old that's still an adolescent, that's under 18, child to do to their body to irreversibly commit to surgeries before 18 years old, before your prefrontal cortex is developed, before you, you know what I'm saying? We was all dumb at that age. I have my opinions on that. Where I think people should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do when they're functioning adults, but when they're children, shouldn't be able to do that. The reason I'm going to call this baby mama motherfucking drama, the reason I'm going to call this baby mama motherfucking drama is because changing your name and your gender Legally is a process that can be reversed. It's not surgery. It's not surgery. Did I just fucking fall into the motherfucking clickbait? Um, <laughs> she just out there, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. It might be bitterness. It might be whatever the fuck. I try to stay out of people's family affairs. I don't know what that young lady, Zaya, previously Zion... Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the motivation was. I don't understand that because I have not experienced that. I'm not really, just to be completely honest, I've not been around tra- a lot of transgender people. I've not. I grew up in New York City. I was around them geographically, but just like interaction, not by like some type of discriminatory, uh, you know, thing on, on my part, but I just haven't been around. It's not my, you know what I mean? I'm particularly sensitive when it comes to people's children though and i think about like a guy like d wade um i don't know that situation it reminds me like a lot of like magic johnson and magic johnson's son is gay um magic johnson's son being gay is a hilarious thing it has nothing to do with the fact that he's gay it's because he has the body of a fucking adonis athlete this guy is <laughs> he's built <laughs> like a fucking linebacker you know what i mean <laughs> he looks like an old Greco-Roman statue. Like, come on, son. Uh, that's why it's funny. Because it, it looks like a nigga that should be in the NFL with fishnets. That's a little funny. You know? I don't care what he does with his body. He don't give a fuck about me. Shouldn't We shouldn't care about each other. We don't know each other. Similar situation with Dwayne Wade. I don't know him. I don't know his family. I don't know nothing. What I do know is women. <laughs> It's women, you know? Um, This difficult situation. My take on this is everybody should mind their fucking business when it comes to families. I'll shit on anybody in the limelight. Trust me, I'll do it. I fucking talk about people all fucking day. But I reserve crossing the line of talking about people's families because, you know, kids, the kids ain't do it. Look at me, I'm a moral son of a bitch. I got... I got morals. I got limitations. Right? Right? What the fuck else is going on? You know, I'm talking about the NBA. 
another thing my boy sent me is this video. It's an interview, a um, little press conference with, with uh, young Mr. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, one of the greatest to ever motherfucking do it. Am I talking about in the NBA? No, I'm talking about the hand dizzles. The handles, baby. I'm from the hood. We love the handles. Yeah, Kyrie is nasty on the court. And apparently, he's nasty on Twitter. No. he. Um, this is what's happening now. Which, fuck Kanye for doing what he did. Because, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he making it rough for everybody else to just post regular shit. Now, everybody is looking for Jew haters. You know? <laughs> It's a fucking witch hunt for Jew haters now because of Kanye, dumbass. And uh, Kyrie Irving was on Twitter or he was on whatever social platform. He posted a link that uh, was from an Alex Jones program in the 90s or early 2000s. Now, we understand what Alex Jones is doing right now, um, dealing with right now. He just went through litigation where he was ordered to pay like a billion dollars. Firstly, before I proceed talking about motherfucking Alex Jones... This nigga got money like that? <laughs> he made me that if you got to pay back a billion dollars, you got to pay a billion dollars. If you got enough money to do that, he just, that just makes me believe everything that he's ever fucking talked about is a lie. You don't get money like that telling the truth. <laughs> That's not truth money. That's niggas in the church money. You know what I'm saying? That's Joe Osteen money. Creflo Dollar. You know what I'm saying? Motivational speaker money. That's some bullshit. So, you know, that tells me a little something about uh, Mr. What's this nigga's name? Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. It's a big ass cricket in my room. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, he's cool. He could rock. But anyway, I was talking about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. This motherfucker, man. Uh, he... <laughs> He posted something from Alex Jones. It triggered the Jews because it was a book. It was a post that Alex Jones made in reference to a book. I don't know who wrote the motherfucking book, but it was called um, Hebrews to Negroes. Now, for anybody who is not from New York City, for anybody who's not with, familiar with uh, you know the culture in the Northeast as it pertains to black and Hispanic people, we know what the fuck that's talking about. Those are niggas that stand on 42nd Street dressed like they in the 1500s trying to tell people that black people are Israelites. We've met these niggas on many occasions. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> they are an interesting group of individuals who stand in crowded areas and ruin everybody's day. I'm not questioning because I've not done enough extensive research to say whether they are right or they're wrong I will say that they have the wrong delivery method. Anybody who thinks that you're going to stand in a crowded place with signs on your fucking chest, big cardboard signs hung off your fucking neck and a, a speakerphone and screaming to people that they, they got to repent and they're going to go to hell. That's not going to change anybody's fucking opinion, especially not on 42nd Street. These are European people. Half of them don't speak English. They're European or they're Asian and they, they own their way to Olive Garden. Let's be fucking honest. This is not going to change anybody's... Nobody's life is getting changed from this. You're just wasting wasting the time of those misguided young men that you make read the Bible for you. And then the Lord said... Pause. And then the Lord said... You know, those niggas, you know? Um, but yeah, I've heard that a million times in my life. That 
the lost tribes of Israel are really um, black and Hispanic people. You know what I'm saying? I've had many a times me walking in Manhattan and a dude grabbed me by my motherfucking elbow. And before I got a chance to turn around and slap the shit out of him, you know, I get shocked because he's dressed like Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's, you know, a black man telling me, listen, man, you from the tribe of Ephraim. You, tri you from the tribe of Ephraim. You, you an Israelite. They made you forget. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. I got, I got somewhere to go. I got somewhere to go. You know, it's funny because it's like in the wake of Kanye West making these anti-Semitic comments, right? After he said horrible shit about black people for so fucking long. He said terrible shit about black people for so fucking long. He says one thing about Jewish people, right? And he get all his money taken away. In the wake of that, there's this... I feel like black people want to be Jews now. You know? <laughs> They're like, yeah, I think I'm Jewish. I'm the lost tribe. I'm a lost tribe. Um, even if we was a lost tribe, right? Do you? Do I want that? Do I want to go to Israel? <laughs> I'm cool. I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Um... I don't know, Israel, yeah, I like hummus. Seems like there's a lot of shit going on over there. There's a lot of smoke going on over there. I don't know where I'm going there. I don't want to go over there. I can't inherit Puerto Rico. I can't inherit, you know what I'm saying? Palos Verdes, California. I like there. Is that where I'm, my, is that my original tribe? Am I a lost tribe of Malibu? Can I, can I get that? I don't want to go to Israel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Made me think, though, you know? I, I, I've been on this journey Looking at my ancestry. Let me before I talk about that, I'm gonna talk about my little pitch for ancestry.com. Everybody should do it. Um, but before that, I'll just talk about the little Kyrie thing. Basically, he had a I'm assuming the guy was Jewish. He was interviewing him. He was like, You put up some hay in his shit, did all this, that, and the third, and was just like drilling him about being an anti-Semite, right? And Kyrie goes and says, I put up a post. You are magnifying the situation because you trigger because of Kanye, basically. And I'm not anti-Semitic. I was talking about a his historical uh, wrong. He's saying basically that he believes that black people from, I guess, coming from the diaspora uh, in America, that American black people by way of transatlantic slavery were descendants of the lost tribe of Israel. So Nigerians and like, I guess Ethiopians, which Ethiopians actually are Jew. There's, there's actual Ethiopian Jews that it, that's not denied by people in the Middle East, that there are Ethiopian Jews that, you know, date back to like biblical times. That's not denied by, but he's going to say that the, every American, um, that comes from slavery, that they're the lost tribes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think that that's an anti-Semitic take. I think he's questioning history, which everybody's allowed to do, to the reporter who is triggered because Kanye came out and said some nasty shit. You know, you throwing uh, hate over at Kyrie Irving. I want to ask you two questions. Firstly, was that an emotional reaction on your part? Are you jumping to try to take down another guy who's not connected with Kanye West, who's not... You know what I'm saying? Are you just jumping on the motherfucking bandwagon? Is that what's happening? Or are you an idiot? Because you also have to consider that Kyrie Irving went on a fucking campaign 
He was on Jimmy Kimmel. He was on other late night programs. He was on his own social media trying to tell niggas the world is flat. Come on, son. Let's be fucking. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let us talk about it. Before we give a, too much credence to this guy, you know, before, before we put too much weight on his words and try to castrate the young man, you know, he was telling us the world is flat. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> so I don't know what the, what the reporter was just like. I, I think he was just wilding. Like, I don't think it's a smart thing that now that Kanye has come out, which everybody has to understand why Kanye did what he did. He's so great at polarizing. Even when in his fuck up, he still mystified everybody. And they don't get the point. The point was not racism. The point was not to to offend Jewish people. The point was not, that was not the point of any, it was a miscalculation. It was a bad chess move. But the intention was just to get attention. That's all it is. He did it with his black community for so fucking long. He got arrogant and forgot that he's black. And that's different when you talk about your own people. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Jewish comic, I'm sure you can go on motherfucking stage and talk shit about Jewish people and not get canceled because you're Jewish. I can talk about Spanish people and who the fuck can tell me what. I could talk about Spanish and black people because I have African heritage. I'm from the fucking projects. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I talk about what I am and what I know. And Kanye West forgot that shit. He got so much goddamn money. He was like, I'm Jewish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got confused. Just like Kyrie got confused. You know what I'm saying? He thought the world was flat. And then he realized it was round. He was like, oh, so if I thought the world was flat and it's round, me thinking I was black, am I wrong about that? I might be Jewish. Um, no. He wasn't even claiming Judaism. He was saying Israelite, two separate things. You know, you got to read the Bible to understand what the fuck he was talking about there. Lost tribes of Israel should be able to inherit Israel. And that's the whole thing with it. I get confused. I don't know if there's gold under that city. Why is everybody so th thirsty for that place? I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly understand. Israel must look very nice because people are, they, they, they kill to claim that that's their fucking land. You know what I'm saying? Over a book. It's incredible. It's incredible. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's what it is. That's what the fuck it is. I was talking about it in the wake of all this. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know where you come from? I don't have ads. I don't have advertisements. I don't sell anything on the podcast as of yet. Untapped potential. Wealth, endless capital. Tap in. Wink, wink. But, you know, just for the love. Sometimes you want to talk and you want to sell and you want to, you know, illuminate to the masses a product, not for any type of reciprocal energy. You don't want the capital back in your fucking pocket, but you just love the experience that this thing has provided you with. And so you sell it for free, for free, for free. Ancestry.com. I'm on Ancestry.com. Very interesting website. You can go get you a free trial. You don't have to spend money for the first 14 days. 14 days is long enough for you to decide whether you want to pay that subscription or not. You know what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen? I am getting a DNA kit from Ancestry.com. They sold me. They got me. They closed me. I was on there. I made my little fucking family tree. They have all this documentation about my family. The mystery for me 
is my father and his lineage. I know that he is half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. His father was a famous musician in the Dominican Republic. My father's a musician. I'm a musician. It's in my motherfucking blood. It's in my motherfucking blood. Uh, but his father was a, a famous musician in the Dominican Republic. The only description that I get of this guy is that apparently I'm identical to him. That I look just like him, but he had red hair and green eyes. So there was a version of me that looked like a Dominican Ronald McDonald. That's all I'm trying to say. And I've never seen the guy. And I want to learn about that side. But I don't even know that motherfucker's name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know his government name. And on my mother's side, I know my maternal grandfather by name. But I don't know his family. All that I know is that he is from Vieques, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico! And that his family was wild racist. Because they were not breeding. They were not breeding. Um, I don't think the nigga was white. But he was like... There was... Not trying to mix with brown people, his family. And so I'm trying to figure out what the fuck was going on there. I just watched this documentary, you know, and it would be hilarious after all this fucking talking shit about Kanye West and um, uh, what do you call it? Kyrie Irving, you know, his voyage back to, to, to Israel. Uh, if I find out that I'm fucking Jewish. I only say that because I watched a documentary talking about the history of something called crypto Jews. Crypto Jews. This is not a newly coined term. These are not scammers and your Instagram telling you that you're going to get rich and famous off of fucking Bitcoin. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not that type of Jew. You know what I'm saying? That's a Forex Jew. Crypto Jew is a term for people who fled uh, during the Spanish Inquisition. During the Spanish Inquisition, there were people who fled with Christopher Columbus after faking their conversion to Christianity, and they came to the Americas, and they inhabited early Americas, and um, they come from a culture of suppressing and hiding their Judaism because not only were they persecuted by Rome, which spread their diaspora around Europe, but they were persecuted during the Spanish Inquisition. And so there are a lot, there's a, a, a big history of uh, not only s just Spaniard lineage. So if you're a Puerto Rican, you know that there's a piece of your genetics that you owe to the rapist. No, to the, um, to the Spaniards. Because it was Spanish, Puerto Rico is a Spanish colony. You can see it in the people. There's some people that look like Antonio Banderas. There's some people... That look, you know, more African. It's, we mixed up. My whole family has the, the whole fucking bag of Skittles. Everybody. So the people who have the dominant genes that look more like an Antonio Banderas, that's coming from Spain. Some of those people in Spain were Jewish and they were hiding their Judaism. And you call those people Sephardic Jews uh, from the Iberian Portugal and Spain and the term that was coined for them was crypto Jews because they were hiding their Judaism. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I seen one picture of my mother's father and I was like, this nigga look like a white man. I don't know what the fuck he was. You know what I'm saying? And I remember my grandmother tells me this story about when they got married. Uh, when they got married, uh, my grandfather's sister was so angry because my grandmother is light complexion. She has Anglo features, but both of her parents was black, which happens with 
Hispanic people sometimes. Sometimes the baby come out white passing, right? But my grandmother had thick textured hair. She would perm her hair. And apparently my grandfather's family, the Reyes's, they caught wind of that shit. And it was like, nah, you marrying a nigga. Don't do that. You know, it was them, it was them days. It was them days. Um, as racist as white people can be, Spanish people could be motherfucking heinously racist. They could be heinously racist because they idolize whiteness and they want to be white. And they think if they can get close to the whiteness that white people would see them as white. Uh, I've been around white people. They, they, they know you a spick, bro. They know you. <laughs> Embrace it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's 2022. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hot. It's hot right now. Bad Bunny. It's hot. Um, anyway, back to the point of the thing. My grandmother was getting married. My grandfather's sister played a very racist record about like a, a female nigger, you know, a female slave at the fucking wedding. And I was like, damn, grandma, you ain't beat this bitch up. You know what I'm saying? It should have been a, a 1960s world star mo- moment. You know, I had to look at my grandma like, bitch, you pussy. You been beat that bitch ass up. No. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what, what was going on with his family. When I first saw him, they, they didn't look, I don't, I don't know what Jews look like. You know what I'm saying? He looked, I've seen him and I saw his sister, um, Gloria. We used to call her Gigi. And Gloria looked like a fortune teller. I don't know. <laughs> that bitch looked like a gypsy. And he looked like, uh, I don't think he necessarily looked Jewish. I don't know what the fuck Jews look like. He looked, he was an interesting looking guy. He looked like a fucking white man. Like a, a European white man. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on there. I want to figure out, maybe I got a little bit of Jew in me. Uh, if that is the case, you know, Lahaim. Um, if it is not the case, I, I want to know what other type of Caucasoid that motherfucker was. Because uh, there's some of them that I, I don't want to accept. I, I will lie to myself. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Me and my girl have that conversation all the time because she's, she's black. And she knows that if she takes an ancestry, she's going to be predominantly African, obviously dark-skinned woman. She she knows her family tree. But she wants to know, like, particularly where in Africa her family stems from. And so the assumption is, like, Nigeria. That That's always, like, you know, very common. But she says that she would, like, preference Sudan or, uh, like, the Mali people and stuff like that. She's like, oh, man, that would be interesting if I was part of them. And I'm like, you fucking 5'3". You ain't Sudanese. The motherfuckers are giants. Um... And with myself, uh, I, I know I'm super mixed up, but I just want to know where the people are coming from. So I, I need to figure out my my paternal grandfather's story, and I need to figure out my maternal grandfather's story. And I think I'm going I'm to get to know, you know, the alphabet suit that I'm working with in my genes, what the fuck I am. Um, and what's the point of this, ladies and gentlemen? Why should you go on Ancestry.com and piece together your... Is it because you might be one-eighth one Jewish and it's hot right now? You know what I'm saying? The Jews are flexing their power. They 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 stepping on Kanye like a little cockroach, like a little cockroach. Is that why you should fucking find out? To feel like you have pride because you got a little bit of white in you, you got a little Spanish in you, you got a little black in you. No, love yourself, motherfucking. Regardless, it's just race. It's just melanation or lack thereof because of geography. Don't let the motherfuckers lie to you. That's not why you do it because you got to know where you come from to know where you motherfucking going. And that's a that's a that's an old that's an old pimp line right there, bitch. That's an old pimp line, bitch. Put you on a blade, bitch. Make my money, bitch. Um, <laughs> no, I really do believe that. As I'm getting older, I'm seeing the value 
of understanding my history uh, and where I come from. Firstly, because I, I want to pass that down to my daughter. I don't want her to have the broken uh, misinformation that I grew up in. Just like not an understanding because that leads to a lack of pride. I had to develop all those things myself. I love my child. I want her to grow up full. And because I want to go and travel to these places and like see those different cultures, I'm not disillusioned by genetics or ancestry. That was them. I never been to Puerto Rico. I'm not even repping that shit that motherfucking hard. I'm me, bitch. I'm from Harlem. Harlem. You know what I'm saying? When my daughter says, Daddy, where do you come from? I want to know my, my ancestry. You, you made me watch Moana, and Moana found out that secretly her people were circumnavigating uh, the fucking uh, the Polynesian islands, and she became uh, a, a journeyman. Off of that knowledge, I want to have a similar experience. I'm going to have to take that bitch to motherfucking 125th Street and be like, listen, this is where daddy comes from. A little bit different story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your ancestors was a circumnavigating Polynesia. They was smoking circular rocks. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a tough day when I have to be honest about what my parents did uh, to my child. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an experience, right? Lifting the veil. Yo, Jesus. I didn't even think about that, right? That's going to be fucking funny. Because um, everybody has those situations. Everybody has a situation where it's like you realize your parents or where you come from is not what you fucking thought. Uh, but it is what it is. And I think it's all beautiful. Get on Ancestry.com. Start to put that motherfucking family tree together. Go buy yourself a little DNA kit. They're having a sale right now where I think it's about $59. That's that's worth it. That's a motherfucking deal to know your little breakdown and see if you can find any relatives and maybe link with them. Do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call that motherfucker podcast. If anybody is a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. You know what I, I, I need you to do for me, though? After I fucking thank you, let's make this reciprocal. Go on to my Instagram, like the post, like the reels. Until motherfucking next time.